Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Kimberly's Intentional Moment is brought to you by the Seika Network on Blog Talk Radio. again, or good afternoon, good evening, or good night, depending on where you are on the globe. I love that from the Truman Show. I hope it's okay that I use it. Um, how are you? That's what I'd like to start with this morning, is how are you feeling in your mind, in your body, energetically? And so for the first, the first couple of moments here, I'd like to just take a few deep breaths. So just feel wherever you are. If you're seated, feel your sit bones. If you're standing, feel your feet. And just take a nice big inhale in through your nose, into your lungs, all the way to your pelvis. Or breathing as if you're filling your pelvis. And then exhale and gently tighten your abdominal muscles towards your spine, supporting that exhale through your lungs and out your nose. And continue to breathe just like that, breathing and feeling the expansion of your chest, your upper back, under your arms, all the way to your pelvis. Once again, tightening abdominal muscles just very gently to support the exhale out your lungs and nose. And just notice the spaces that feel balanced, easy, good, strong, fluid, And also notice the spaces that might feel a little achy, cranky, weak, murky, imbalanced. And you're observing. So notice if you have an emotional response or an emotional reaction to that. And then go back to observing what is going on. Practicing that honesty we've talked about in past shows. Just being honest. How do you really feel? And tell yourself. Acknowledge it. Today's show. Today's show is going to be about sportsmanship. After all, I don't know how it happened, but I ended up in the sports section on Blog Talk Radio, and I thought it was so funny that I told Christina uh, DeJesus that I think I just want to keep it there because I think it's I think it's kind of funny, um, and. Uh, it makes sense that we would talk about sportsmanship if we're in the sports section. Not just that, but World Cup just ended, and there are many of you out there that know I'm a huge soccer fan. In fact, um, I, I understand that not everybody out there will agree with me, but I feel it is the sport. Um, and, and one of the reasons that I feel that way is that it, it takes such endurance to play this sport because it's ongoing. They stop very little. Um, in lots of other sports, there's a lot of standing around, and that's part of the reason I get bored. Um, I like watching them use their feet. They're using their bodies, all but their hands, and I think what a talent. Not only that, I played soccer in high school. I played it in college, and I, I know how hard it is. So anyway, coming back to what are the reasons that I want to talk about sportsmanship. Well, I want to mainly talk about it because of the idea of teamwork and what makes up teamwork. 
right before we go into that, I want to read to you the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. And it says that sportsmanship is fair play, respect for opponents, and polite behavior by someone who is competing in a sport or other competition. So some of you may be smiling right about now, understanding exactly where I am going with this. So let's back up. We're going to go back to Timur. Oh, and before, actually, before we do that, the in the thesaurus, sportsmanlike. I thought that was also interesting. Uh, teamwork. So when I go to elementary schools, I talk a lot about teamwork, and I'm realizing now that maybe I need to talk more often to adults um, or older children like high school students about teamwork as well because of the components of it. So when I teach teamwork in the elementary school, um, I talk about respect, um, uh, including others or inclusive behavior, working together even with people you don't like, responsible and accountable to the game, your team, and your opponent. That, to me, is true teamwork. And the opponent may be, you know, in a working environment, obviously that could be the competition. We can still maintain the things we've talked about from the Yoga Sutra, the coming from friendliness without harm and with honesty in teamwork. In fact, that will help it work better for the team. I have a gentleman that I work with at one of my sites, and he is a Seahawks fan. And he brought up to the kids, you know, because a lot of the kids in the class were Seahawks fans, and we won the Super Bowl. And he said, do you think we win the Super Bowl if, you know, uh, they had decided on a team or a, a, a plan of attack, and then, you know, two people that just don't get along decide they're not going to do it, or they're not going to do it that way. Do you think the team would still win? And, of course, the kids, and these are, you know, seven-year-olds, get that that won't work, that we have to work together. And sometimes we have to work with people we don't like, or maybe we just don't like them in that moment. It might not be that you don't like them at all. It might be that, you know, you're mad at them for some reason. When we respect one another, though, we listen to each other's opinions and ideas, again, even when we don't like each other. The reason why this all came up for me is uh, more than one conversation uh, with several people about the maturity level um, in games and, and with athletes. And this is not all athletes, but I have a really hard time understanding how we are talking about two adults biting one another or one adult biting another. Uh, I, just, I, I That doesn't make any sense to me. That's something we talk to preschoolers about. So why does this happen? Why does this immature behavior happen? Why would we treat other team members or uh, team players, meaning even on an on a, on a opposing team, with such disrespect and disregard, and it's actually unsafe behavior. Well, it comes down to, and my mom and I were talking about this yesterday, I think it really comes down to, and she and I agreed, it really comes down to uh, pressure. And, you know, she brought up that athletes feel pressure all the time and because they feel on all the time. Anywhere they go, anything they do could be exploited. 
and or it could be the truth or it could be exploited. Um, either way, that's an awful lot of pressure to be under. And not just that, when you're thinking about, for instance, World Cup, you are, um, or, or, or even the Seahawks, you are representing a large amount of people in, in the World Cup, you're representing a country. And for some countries, that's even more important than other countries, but, but any player is going to feel the pressure to win. That's tough. So what do we do? So let's, what, what could we suggest to do? Balance it out. Practice balance. So will each player always feel completely imbalanced? No. As we've talked about before, and it's not new, balance isn't a destination, it's a practice. So if you're feeling on all the time and pressure all the time, how can you deflate? How can you relax and be calm? And when I say this, I'm talking to everybody because on some level we, can, we have an understanding. We don't understand exactly what they go through, but we have an understanding of what these athletes feel like. And therefore their behaviors um, may follow whatever practice it is they're doing. So if the pressure is too high, they start biting. Um, instead, what could we do? So part of it comes back to, you know, being in practice on the regular. So the times when they're down, and I realized I, I was talking about athletes that feel on all the time. Let's, let's talk about when, when World Cup is not going on. Yes, they may still be on. They're not on in the same way as when the media is following them around. Just like when you've got a deadline, you're more on than you are when you don't have that deadline. One of the reasons we do, we practice every day, all the time, anytime we think about it, anytime we can bring it to mind, which is why, you know, putting reminders all over your house, including like your mirror. I have people do dry erase on their mirror, you know, breathe or whatever it is that helps you stay in your practice. And any time is good. So you come to the end of the day and you realize I haven't done anything all day and you're laying in bed, great, take 10 deep active, intentional breaths, then you've done something. And something is better than nothing. These are all reminders, all repeats from previous shows, and I'm sure you've heard it somewhere else, maybe a little differently, maybe the same. It has to be this ongoing practice. Otherwise, the pressure mounts, and it mounts and it mounts, and sometimes it's already done the damage. So your, your hormones are way out of whack or your nervous system is way out of whack. Therefore, your body is way out of whack. And, and when you're in pain on top of that, on top of any sort of pressures in your day, you've just exacerbated the problem, in, in my opinion, and how I feel it in my own body like a million times. I mean, it is just that much harder for me to keep calm and keep my cool. So... How can these athletes and um, us, how can we practice this balance? Well, if we're all playing the life game, maybe you just start asking yourself, am I a role model for the world? Meaning, that doesn't mean that you have to be standing on a, on a pedestal speaking out to everybody. doesn't mean that you have to be a teacher. It does mean, though, that you take it seriously why you're here, that you're, you're, you're here to live and explore living 
instead of just merely existing and being on autopilot all the time. And, and I would consider that in and of itself a way to be a role model. And modeling is so powerful. We learn when we go through school and education of any kind, when you're going to teach, but especially youth, but I, I mean certainly adults because we're always kind of nitpicking at each other. You know, are you practicing what you preach? Um, but with youth, they're just looking at how you act. I mean, you can say a lot of things, and I'm not saying that words are not important. They absolutely are. Please be careful what you say and shut your mouth if you really don't have anything nice to say. That's a great way to model. And we actions speak very loud. So if I tell you over and over again that I'm going to take care of myself and then you see on the regular that I don't, that tells you a little something. You know, with our kids, you know, I know I talk to my other fellow parents in my life, and that's something that comes up regularly. It's like one of the reasons you eat well in your life now is not just because it feels good in your body and you know it's good for you. You want your children to see you eating, you know, fruits and vegetables and, and real food. Uh, so that they, when you say, you know, I want you to eat real food and food that is good for you and helps you grow, that they're not looking at you watching you eat fast food all the time and wondering why is it important for them but not for you. So coming back to are you a role model? You can make up a story about whatever it is you do at any time and all the time. So maybe what you do in your life is not your passion. I, I, I would think that most athletes go into, or at least a large percentage of athletes go into whatever sport it is they're playing because they are passionate about it. They're good at it, yes, and they're passionate about it. And finding passion in what you do fuels you. It feeds you. And... So, and, and you may have to give up some things in order to have that, and you may not have to. You may also have to find a very creative way to be in the work that you're doing for whatever reason, you know, because of the economy and how long it's been this way or whatever it is that you need to be in this job. Well, there's a ton of stories that you could make up. One of them is I hate my job, I hate working, and, you know, five days a week, eight to 10 hours a day, I go somewhere I hate and I loathe it and I can't wait to just be off on vacation. Or you can find the usefulness in it because there's usefulness in just about everything, especially if you're going to get really creative. And, and you know, maybe that's half of the fun for you. If you have a very creative mind and you're always looking for ways to create opportunity, this is one way to do it. It's like, so you know, whatever it is I'm doing and I don't particularly care for it, in this I serve the world by, and you answer that question or you finish that sentence. It's your choice. It's your story. You decide. When you find a way for whatever it is that you're doing, and the reason why I'm bringing up work is because we started with athletes and that is their job or one of their jobs. And... The, the other reason is, is that, you know, it takes up so much of our time in a day. So if it isn't fueling us somehow, even if it's not 
100% everything we ever wanted, if it isn't fueling us somehow, then it's just depleting our energy. And remember, something's better than nothing. So if, you know, you are, maybe you're not 100% passionate about what you do and you're only 20% passionate after you make up the story versus zero, that's still a different percentage of you putting energy in a positive way. I, it isn't 50-50, it isn't balanced, and it certainly isn't, you know, complete bliss and or what we call bliss. Um, and, and, but it's your story. You can decide. How is it that, that what I'm doing contributes? How can I contribute? Maybe what it is is that you go in every day and you have a smile on your face and you like perking people up. Maybe everybody hates their job there. But you make it your intention each day to change that attitude. Uh, I cannot see how that isn't resume, resume building right there. So let's go back. Let's go back to teamwork. When you hear things like people are biting or they're playing dirty, in athletes are playing dirty, it, it frustrates many of us because they are role models and they know it. They may not like it, but it's kind of like I had a discussion with an actor friend many years ago, and we had a bit of a difference of opinion on this, and, and I don't know today um, if we would differ or not. I felt really strongly that actors and actresses um, could need to understand what their craft is, yes, enjoy their craft, but if they get up there in Hollywood and become one of the big wigs, they need to understand that they are role models, that everybody, yes, they are on all the time similar to these athletes we're talking about. It's part of what goes with it. There's a balance to everything. So you get to do something you truly, truly love and you're really, really good at. And because you're so good at it, you've been thwarted into stardom. You, I do believe you need to take that into consideration, especially with the incredible amount of coverage from the media so it's everywhere. You're everywhere. And also, look at the money. I think that that needs to be taken seriously from an education standpoint. If, if it were up to me, athletes and Hollywood would make what teachers make, and teachers would make what athletes in Hollywood make, uh, because I believe education is just that important. Uh, and I understand that everybody out there would agree with me, and I'm not saying that education isn't broken. It needs to be fixed, but we don't put our energy and money there. We put it over here. You see that in the numbers, and I don't think anybody would dispute that. So in that case, even more so, if you don't want to do that, if that, if you can't balance that out, if you can't be okay with the, you know, the pros and the cons to the job, find another one. Or find another way of looking at it, like we just talked about. If you didn't like your job, how can you look at it so that you don't hate it? There's a difference between not liking and hate. To me, there is a line, and it's pretty thick. Hate's pretty intense. Dislike um, or challenged is different than hating something. So coming back to teamwork once again. We work together. We work together even when we don't like each other. 
that is really hard for the elementary kids, and quite frankly, I think it's hard for all of us. I think we all can have our own little tantrum in that. We just don't want to work with somebody that we don't want to work with, especially if, if it's such a clash of um, personalities. At the same time, that's going to happen. And thankfully, we are not all alike, and we all bring something different to the party. So one of the things that I use when I have to work in a team where there's somebody that is challenging to me, or I may outright just not like, is what do they bring? What do they bring? So going back to soccer, one of the reasons that Germany is a good team is because they work as a team. They don't really have a star player. And they work together. And not all the time, and boy, I could really talk, talk your ear off about the game on Sunday. And eventually they came together, and this is what happened. And, 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 and I think that they show that, though, a lot. And I'm not saying the other teams don't, so please don't be offended. I'm just using one example because there are some teams where there is a star player, and the rest are good, but they're star players. And then there's teams. They function as a team. There's no star. And those teams tend to be, whether it's in sports or even in the workplace, tend to be very uh, successful because you're, you're drawing in on everyone's strengths and covering and helping out on the weaknesses. And, be, and here's where we come back to, you know, practicing honesty. It's like being honest with your team and your team being honest with you. Here are your strengths. Here are your weaknesses, and here's what we're going to do to support that. Here's what we're going to do to enhance that. Being accountable and responsible to the game, it, going back to games, it is a game. And if we can look at even our work that we do or life as our game, we know that some things we like about the game and some things we don't. I got to tell you, it's frustrating sometimes for me how many times, you know, in soccer they get called off sides. And I know from playing it how hard that can be. I mean, you're watching the ball, you're watching your opponents, but you're not really thinking all the time, or I wasn't, thinking about, you know, whether I'm off sides or not, where it is my body is. There's a good practice in yoga. Where is your body? You know, noticing all that. But that's a lot to take in in one moment. And, you know, be, knowing where you are, knowing what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and keeping your eye focused on the big picture, to me, is being responsible and accountable to the game. Whether it's a life game, it's your work game, whether it's soccer or anything else that you do. So these are just some things that I... I would like to get everybody thinking about, and let's start talking about it. So, again, you can contact me at kimtalkradio at gmail.com and let me know, you know, what you're thinking, uh, if you have any questions, any concerns. And um, I also want to talk a little bit about, and I want you to be thinking about, and we can discuss this too, the excuses that we make. The excuses that we make, because, you know, like, for instance, if I bite somebody, I can say, well, you know, I was really, really angry and, you know, the pressure's on me. That's an excuse. 
And it's a reason to a certain extent, but it's an excuse to act out immaturely. And a lot of times, I, I like to differentiate between excuses and reasons. When we have reasons for doing something, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that the outcome's greater. It doesn't mean that our choices are all that um, fun. And excuses are, I feel like, a reason or are uh, reasons to the degree of almost a victim mode. Like, well, you know, this happened to me, so I could act out this way. Uh, and and a reason would be, you know, I thought this through. I guess I see it a little like reaction and response. You know, an excuse is just this thing I throw out there so that I can hopefully get away with whatever it is I'm doing. And and a um, and it, versus when you are having a response and you have a reason behind what it is you're doing, you thought this through a little bit. In saying that, I'm going to play a PSA for you that actually talks about excuses and uh, the how that can work to our detriment. So we want to be paying attention. Are we, you know, having a reason for what it is we're doing? Is there a reason for what's going on or is it an excuse to not deal? Mm, need to get some rest. This is the worst headache ever. Mm. Right arms all tingly all of a sudden. Must have slept on the last night. I keep losing my balance. These old bones need some exercise. Granddaddy, what you just said doesn't even make sense. It sounds like gibberish. Sounds like these could be more than what they seem. They could be a sign of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Sudden trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. You're listening to Kimberly's Intentional Moment on blogtalkradio.com with your host, Kimberly Knauss, your spot to practice living in awareness. Mm, thanks, Christina. I like that. Um, yeah, our practice of living in awareness. I've been trying to think of how to talk about this without being too woo-woo or ethereal and you know, I'm not sure if I've hit it yet, so, you know, that's something else you can write to kimtalkradio at gmail.com and let me know what you think. Um, but so far, I think that's pretty great. It, 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 we are living in a space of being aware. What am I doing? Now what am I doing? Now what am I doing? And what can I do? And so that PSA on stroke, when we make excuses, Sometimes it can go all the way to being dangerous. And I really want to encourage you that if you have symptoms of something that that don't go away, and it's one thing, you know, sometimes we get nervous in a moment and our heart speeds up or we get a little sweaty because of it. If it doesn't go away or it feels in your gut, right in that place that if I hit you, you it would knock the wind out of you, that something is wrong, go check it out. It's just not worth it. There are so many things 
heart attack, stroke, where if the faster you get medical attention, the more likely you are to come out with very little injury or hopefully very little injury. Um, and a lot of times it can just be stress, which would be a huge red flag. If you've ever had to go to the hospital or to urgent care or even your doctor for anxiety um, and panic attacks, I, I urge you strongly to get better balance because um, it, that is, that's got to be an incredibly scary feeling to not be able to breathe very well and your heart is racing and you're sweating. I mean, you have all these symptoms of a heart attack, which just makes you feel even more scared and exacerbates the situation. Uh, so I just check it out. The other thing that I want to say to that is another reason we do the practice every day is so if, you know, God forbid, you have these symptoms, you can start to breathe and ground yourself knowing that you're going to do the best that you can do. And when we are in regular practice of breath work and uh, intentional movement or intentional opening, we are more easily going to access it in those moments when we're in fear, even if it's false evidence appearing as real, we can say, you know, wait a minute, I don't know that this is the exact story. I don't know. I'm going to do what I can to check out what it is that's important here. So if it's my health, I'm going to get some medical care. If it's, you know, I'm making up a story about a, a friend of mine and I think, you know, she's mad at me, you can make up a different story because you might as well. I mean, you don't know the facts. You can also call the person and just get clear or write or whatever. So just take care of it. Move on it instead of just sitting there um, and in panic. And again, staying in the practice regularly, it's easier, or I should say, it comes easier to go back to that place of balance. And our bodies actually respond similar to uh, muscle memory. Our bodies will respond, oh, yeah, that's right. When we do this, we do. this is how we react and respond in our body, in our nervous system, in our endocrine system. Okay, stepping off the soapbox now. Uh, last weekend, um, I officiated my first wedding. And so let's be clear, you heard that sentence correctly, my first wedding. So I anticipate doing this more often. It was an incredible experience with a family that I consider to be an extended family of mine. And we've had a lot of pretty serious um, and enormously emotional, energetic um, experiences together. And it just felt so appropriate and right for me to be there. And what a great way to kick off perhaps this new little piece of what I do. And what they had asked, what the bride and groom had asked me to do is speak about love. And one of the things I said in my spiel was, you know, people in the audience that know me know that asking me to speak about love, I could not and would not refuse. I wouldn't turn it down. And um, I, I got to thinking while I was putting this, this 
together, putting together this ceremony. And what was important about love, besides the fact of being vulnerable, and we may come to that. We've talked about that before, so I'm going to table that for just a second. But kind of to tie into teamwork, how is marriage, how is family not teamwork? It absolutely is. How often do we get angry at our spouses or, or our partners, yet they're still, it's in the word, that's why I like the word partner. You know, we're partners. So partners sometimes don't get along. People that run a business together, sometimes they don't get along. Sometimes they need to walk away and cool off. They need to remember what it's about. Same thing in a marriage uh, or a commitment. It's remember, what is this about? Why did we do this to begin with? We want to be a team. Uh, or in a, in a familial way, and it can't even be further than that, like I said, extended family, people that are very close to you and feel like family, even though they may not be on paper, or your tribe, if you will. Sometimes you don't get along. But you remember that Sometimes we don't get along because there's something going on with us. Sometimes we don't get along because we really need to be right. Remember when we argue, we're arguing to learn. That's the practice. We're arguing to learn not to win. So it's just coming back to what is, what's the actual intention here? You know, in sports, you could call it the goal. I think in relationship in general, I like to say, what's the intention? Our intention here is to be a cohesive unit in some way and support one another, draw on each other's strengths and help each other in the weak areas. And when we don't get along, how, what kind of behavior are we modeling? So there's usually little in a family or an extended family and, uh, somewhere and many times in, in a couple. In a committed couple, there are children involved. So you could think of it as you're modeling to everyone in your life. I, I would prefer you did it that way. But you can start with your children or the children in your tribe. So how, when we argue, what do we do? Are we arguing to learn or are we arguing to win? And relaxing in arguing to learn and understanding that learning and love, and this was in my uh, wedding spiel, are both vulnerable. You have to be vulnerable in order to access them. You have to be open, which means you're wearing your heart on your sleeve. And the benefit to it is humongous. The detriment is quite small, especially as we practice it more and more. We can say, you know, this is really uncomfortable. For instance, doing my first wedding, I, or, or, leading my first wedding, I was nervous, but less nervous than I was starting the show because I just started the show. I mean, this is the eighth episode. So, you know, now I've been doing it a couple of months and, and I recognized when I started to feel my heart rate go up and I started to feel my stomach get nervous that, you know what, we've been here and in 48 hours, it won't matter. It, we talked about that in the last show a little bit. Like, in, you know, once, you know, a day or two passes, will I care about this anymore? Will whatever it is that's, you know, causing me stress be stressful? 
how we argue and how we make up. So showing the people in our lives that if we argue that we also make up. One of the places that I like to practice this, and this isn't quite the same thing, but it's along the same line, or it's parallel to it. When I like to share with my family and friends not only my difficult times, but my good times, and you've heard me say that in shows prior, like with my thread of my um, girlfriends here uh, in in Washington, we are always there for each other, and we, we share with each other, you know, um, just not long ago, one of us shared that we got flowers from our partner, and um, and just the joy that that brought, and then everybody started responding, oh, that's, that's fantastic. You know, we feel good, too, knowing that. And yet, you know, in 20 minutes later, we could get, well, you know, I just hit a wall, I'm really tired, and I'm frustrated, and then you get the, it's going to pass, it's going to, you know, having that, that support system in place, but being able to, to share and recognize the things that we're grateful for. So, for just a second, I want to go back to the athletes and Hollywood and and pretty much anyone out there that is doing what they love to do that has a downside because it will. There's a light and a dark side to the force. It's the way it is. Recognize in the moments when you're feeling that contempt almost, because it can go that far, for the bad side or the dark side of what you do or the consequence of what you do and see and have gratitude so when I think of the soccer players and again remember I am one and I happen to love soccer it's like these guys um, get to do what they love to do they need to stay in shape for it and here's the really lovely thing they really should be practicing balance simply because of the extreme nature of what they do the fact that they can at times be on and it feels like every moment of the day even when they're asleep other times maybe it doesn't feel quite that intense but there are times that it does keeping in that practice of balance well what a gift because you get to do what you love to do you have to practice balance and that's bad because yeah it isn't so Coming back to how we argue, how we make up, showing the people around us, you know, that yes, we argue and we are practicing arguing to learn and in that I feel vulnerable and um, insecure and scared and I recognize what that is and I would like with you to take a deep breath with me and support me in doing this anyway. Um, Even though I was very nervous it was very nice to know that this family was out there supporting me and really wanting this to go well like everybody in the audience my boyfriend and my daughter included and it 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 it, it does feel like overwhelming strength and and gives you the the um i guess the latitude to make mistakes you know if i make a mistake and this doesn't go perfectly well the people out there are conspiring with me for it to go well so we will find a way to use this to my advantage next time I think again that's 
about who you have in your life and really taking inventory of the people that are nearest you and how do they support you, how can you support them, and is that, you know, fairly even and um, appropriate. I, I, I like to say that I'm practicing interdependence versus codependence. Uh, you know, where you've got individuals that are taking care of themselves and recognizing that we're all connected and taking care of each other. So how we handle our differences in opinion and otherwise are are also important in when we are modeling good, balanced behavior. So are we coming from, I mean, when we, okay, so we're going to handle differences, and this is a bit of a repeat from other shows. I'm saying it a little differently, certainly with that different flavor because we're coming in from a sportsmanship place. Am I coming from a place of friendliness? So many times you're on the same team still crying out loud. So why wouldn't you want to at least practice friendliness? That doesn't mean you need to be friends. And then secondly, let's practice without harm. So is my behavior violent to me or anyone else? If it is, I need to shift it because we want to practice without harm. And third, am I being honest? Am I being honest about how I feel? Am I honestly looking at in the best way I can with the clearest of minds and how the people around me may be feeling? Do I need to ask some questions and get clear? Often when I have differences with someone, and it, it isn't all the time, but it is a practice of mine. It really is. Ask questions first. So, you know, going into that space of how am I going to, I had a student just last week tell me that, you know, she really noticed in her mind that she started gearing up for an argument, or she used the word fight, I think, um, not physical, um, with a friend that she made up. She's like, I realized as I was making this up and getting ready for my defense. So she was using her time and she realized that negative feeling in her body. And whoa, what am I doing? What am I doing right now? And broke it down. I'm making up a story. Is the story true? She had no idea. Probably not. But regardless, she had no idea. So she was making up this negative conversation between her and a friend that wasn't real. She's not even sure if it was going to happen. And building a defense for something that may or may not happen and from a, you know, I even used the word passive aggressive. She didn't, you know, and, and I was really describing my own times in my life where that's happened to me. You know, it almost comes from that passive aggressive place. You know, that doesn't serve anybody. That doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve the other person. And gearing up to have that behavior takes so much energy. So if you're going to put your energy into something, why are you putting it into making up a story that is ugly and harmful to you, your body, your psyche, your energy, as well as the other person? And then anyone that comes in contact with you because you're probably not in a great mood. I don't know how you can stay in a great mood when, you know, I guess unless defeat and, you know, anger are things that, you know, somehow you feel comfortable with. 
I, I was just talking to a friend of mine that I work with um, with the elementary kids yesterday, and I was telling him, you know, I don't, I don't know how that could feel good. I don't know how it could feel good to want to hurt someone else at all um, without some sort of something not clicking right in your mind, and I mean actually in your brain, like something is wrong. You know, because his question was, why do we practice love? You know, what do you think, what's that, what's that, why? Why do we do that? And my answer to that is because it, it's expansion. And, and most importantly, it, it feels good. In comparison, it feels great. Making up, you know, terrible stories about people that are supposed to care about me and feeling insecure and unsupported by that person when that isn't even what the person is doing seems like an awful waste of time and energy and I don't know why that would make anybody feel good. And so when we practice love for ourselves and others and we decide instead to make up a good story or guess what, just stop. Just redirect. I don't know, clean your house. Do some yoga asana. Go for a walk. Have coffee with a friend. Get on the phone. I don't know. Get get out of that space and into something more productive and beneficial. The honesty piece is super important. Being honest about why you're doing what you're doing. So I think in that scenario with my student who was making up the bad story, which, by the way, I've done hundreds of times, and I'm sure all of you out there have too, so we all can relate to her. When, when you do that, what honestly is going on for you? Get to the root of it. Are you feeling insecure about something else? Did that person not write you back and for some reason you're worried about them? So write them and say, I'm worried or call them. I'm worried about you and put that to rest. Is it that you're feeling needy for some reason and how can you fill yourself? And sometimes with my girlfriends, it's I'm feeling needy and I'm going to call you and tell you I'm feeling needy. And so we just start talking and usually it's about something positive and forward moving and it just takes you right out of that space so again that's my way of dealing with it or our way as a tribe to deal with it you find your own uh i wanted to play one more um psa before we go today and this one is also about that that support tribal building community building and so we'll be right back. This is Namdi Asamoa. I play football for the Philadelphia Eagles, but what I do off the field with United Way might be more important. I'm a volunteer tutor and mentor. Why? Because over a million kids a year drop out of school, and that's not okay. It takes 12 years to create a graduate, but it takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be me, or it could be you. Studies show that if we get to these kids earlier, their chances are better. And kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. So join me in United Way. Suit up and take the pledge. Become a volunteer reader, tutor, or mentor. Because when a child succeeds, we all succeed. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge at unitedway.org. 
brought to you by United Way, the Ad Council, and the National Football League. One of the things I like about that public service announcement is, well, first of all, it's coming from somebody on a football team, but it is also, I like the word united. And, you know, when we're united, when we work together versus divided and working in separation, there is a flow that happens. And people want to be heard that's not just cultural. I believe that's human. People want to be heard in their own way, whatever that is. And that may be culturally different, but people want to be heard. They want to be included. Because I've said this, my, my clients sometimes or my classes sometimes give me a hard time that I say that we're pack animals and prefer social beings. Whatever way you want to call it, or it doesn't really matter to me. But the reason why I say pack animals is that, you know, there's generally a leader in a pack and there's followers and everybody's okay with that. And, um, and we roll that way. That's how we're successful as a pack. And same with as a team, you know, going back to the guy that I work with at the elementary school talking about the Seahawks. If they have a play that they decide they're going to do, and this is the leader of the team says, this is what we're going to do. And, you know, even just one player decides they're not going to, it will ruin it. Most likely. Sometimes they can make up for one. But you got two or three of the team, depending on what team you're talking about, and you, you may have just lost the game. And it's the same in life. So how can we work together? And you know, I've had plenty of experience with having to work with people that I'm not huge fans of. In, in lots of ways, I might actually like viscerally have a negative response to somebody because it feels that negative or that detrimental. And yet, there's some way to find compassion and grace. The great spiritual leaders um, of the world throughout time, I think many of them, not all of them, but many of them have spoken of, you know, love, grace, compassion, because it lifts all of us. Um, and, it, and it supports all of us. So when you support one, you support them all. And that, that, I'm not saying that that means you have to condone. Because back to the word acceptance. You know, accepting the fact that, you know, to be in alignment with our show, accepting the fact that this is your team. Accept it. You know, this is, this is how it goes. We're, this is somebody you're going to be working with. This is somebody in your family you're going to be dealing with because you can't just trash them. And there's something you can learn, some way you can grow. That's the part that gets tricky because now we're talking about learning and loving for no reason. So if we're talking about that, we're talking about being vulnerable. Uh-oh, I don't want to be vulnerable on top of the fact that I'm already uncomfortable with this person, and I'm going to ask that you do it anyway. Um, one of my favorite uh, Mother Teresa uh, quotes that she had was the do it anyway. And um, I, it's something I've given out to students in the past, and it's something that I believe if we all chose to live by it, we would make the world a much better place. 
um, you know, so, and I don't have it sitting in front of me, but to, to something, you know, if you're kind, some people may think you're selfish with ulterior motives, but be kind anyway. You know, and what I'm saying here is, is that even though you may not want to find some compassion or a space for you to be able to work with a team member or a family member, find some way to do it anyway. Because it's, it's surprising when, I call it when the poo really flies. So when things get real challenging, real difficult, downright very painful, those are the people that may end up being there for you. And when you put that energy out into the world that I am going to be a conduit of love and light and learning and support, it, it you know, is going to come back to you. And you're in some way. It, I see it all the time. And even though students of mine and myself, when we have our own tantrums about why we really don't want to practice this, when we do something good comes of it. Even if all the good comes from it, or all the good that comes from it is that you change your body chemistry for the better. You, instead of having you know, stress, stress hormones running through your veins uh, in a negative way, you have calming hormones running through your body in a positive way. And, the, and, and because we are pack animals or social beings and we're all connected and all things are connected when we treat the world the universe and others with respect and include them and we work together in some way we're responsible and accountable to the game the team and the opponent meaning even those that we don't that we disagree with or those that we are in competition with, we automatically lift the energy and it changes how we feel. To have endurance over the long haul, we need balance. So not just an endurance exercise program, we also need some sort of practice in place that helps when we have these moments that we could turn around actually very easily or quickly and make it beneficial for us possibly, if not, at least take the edge off. And I go back to that. Even if all you do is take 10 deep breaths and you've had a rotten day and you've been in a terrible mood and you haven't treated people nicely and they haven't treated you nicely and you feel just icky, if you take those 10 deep breaths, you shift it back into balance. If even just a little bit, it's something and when you get in the regular practice of doing something rather than nothing, it begins to add up. A lot of it is foundational stuff. Again, coming back to muscle memory, it's the same thing with your body and deep breathing. You know, even if you've been away from it for a couple of weeks and you come back to it, if you were in regular practice before that couple of weeks, it will come back. Hopefully, you don't have that at all, but what you have is something comes up and it's very stressful for you, and you draw on that breath practice that you're doing on a daily basis, and it really is beneficial. So these are some of the things we can do to maintain balance. So what I'd like to do ending today is remind everyone to practice 
good teamwork. To practice honest. Have a great week. Because I'm happy. Because I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth. Because I'm happy.